Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 27. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what's belonged, what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit it is to you. Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, for you will be sons of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Now you're probably wondering why I, I read that scripture. Um, hey, Johnny, how's it going? Good to see you. You're probably wondering why I, I read that scripture. Um, but you'll find out. So a little background. Last week um, in my GNU class, which this semester I'm teaching about um, the minor prophets. And I, I, one of, one of my most favorite subjects in scripture is the minor prophets. And the, the interesting thing about the minor prophets is that when you read through them, you're, you're going to notice a pretty clear theme that, that kind of goes through all of them. There's a lot of, um, the, the prophets are, are warning people of impending judgment. There's a lot of, and, and some of them, like it, it, it's some, uh, hey Lou. I'm not even going to attempt to say your full name because in all honesty, I kind of forgot what it was and I remembered that I butchered it last time. So we're going to stick with Lou. Um, there's a lot of pronouncements of judgment, pronouncements of God's wrath being poured out. And, and it all kind of, um, a lot of the times, so, well, not a lot of the times, but oftentimes there's encouragements. Hey, Lisa, there's encouragements um, to God's people. I'm not even going to, Lee, it's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to attempt it. Um, there, oh man. There, there's, there's, um, encouragement and comfort given to God's people that, that the, uh, their enemies that were oppressing them and, 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 you know, doing terrible things to them that God, they were going to pay for it, that God was going to judge them and pour out his wrath on them. And, and basically there was, there's always, you're going to read in it. And I'm telling you, if you read the minor prophets, there's always warnings. If you don't repent, this is what's going to happen to you. And, and if, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, this is what's going to happen to you. But you also see another common refrain where God is, is it never happens right away because he's always giving time for people to repent. You know, when we read the book of Jonah, um, especially, you know, what, what happens to Jonah? He's commissioned to go and preach to one of the most wicked cities that existed at that time. Not just were they extremely wicked, 
but they were a terrible enemy of of the, of God's people. They did terrible things, and Jonah didn't want to. He didn't because he knew, <laughs> he knew God. He knew that if he went to preach to them, they and if they repented, uh, God would would uh, preserve their their lives. And Jonah didn't want that. He wanted them to pay. He wanted them to pay for every last thing um, that they did. And you know what ends up happening? I'm going to, spoiler alert, Jonah eventually, well, he gets swallowed by a fish and stuff, and then he eventually goes to Nineveh. Um, yeah, that that's right, Sheba. God does respond to, to repentance. Um, because, I mean, the Bible says, why, why is he... Uh, he's not slow in keeping his promises, but he's waiting for, for people to repent because he doesn't want anyone to perish. Hell was not, hell is not supposed to be for people. It's for the devil and his demons. It would be, God would probably prefer if they were the only ones in there. Well, he would prefer that. There is, there, listen, there is a price to pay for wickedness, but, but, um, like I said, what we learned from Jonah is that he eventually finally got to Nineveh after trying to run away because he didn't want to he did not want to preach to them. And what happens? They hear the message, they repent, God relents and 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 he, and it rolls back his anger and Jonah's mad. He's like, "I knew this would happen. I knew it. I knew <laughs> that you were you weren't going to punish them because they were going to repent." But you know, the funny thing is, if you continue on in in scripture, and you get to the book of Nahum, you find out that Nineveh eventually, not only did they go back to their wicked ways, they were even worse than before. And this time, God's like, that's it. You let them know they're not going to make it. I will pour out my wrath. Now, during my class last week, there a discussion came up. Because that's what happens in my class. Discussions. Because that's what we love to, to discuss the word. And, and kind of there was like, I guess you could say like a question, uh, um, someone, someone was just kind of curious and, and, and basically said, um, you know, how do we approach then uh, these wicked people that are in charge of us right now? Are we hoping they get saved? Are we, you know, are we, are we going to pronounce that, that judgment on them that was pronounced on so many people? And, you know, when I... I was about to respond, um, and then a scripture came to my mind, and it was Luke tw chapter 23, verse 34, and this was when Jesus was on the cross, and, and you know, he had been beaten, and um, they were basically uh, um, casting lots to see who would get his clothes, and what did Jesus say? He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And, and I said, um, you, you know, th that scripture just came to my mind. And it made me realize, because I'm one of those people that I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I love to read the Psalms, for example. Like, let me just flip over to Psalm 10 for a second, because, you know, I, I, I read these kind of Psalms a lot. Um, hey, Doris, good to see you. Let me read Psalm 10. Listen to Psalm 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak, who are caught in the schemes he devises. 
He boasts of the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there's no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. He is haughty and his laws are far from him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. I'll always be happy and never have trouble. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are, are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord, lift up your hand. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, O oh God, do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it in hand. The victim commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Listen to verse 15. Because I, I, I'm sure that you, the, the, you've I've said this. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them. You listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed in order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. You know, I, I think that in these moments that we're facing and we think of the people who are in charge right now and we say, oh, I, I want to I pray Psalm 1015 over them. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guarantee you one thing. Our prime minister, for example, if he does not repent, if he does not repent, do you know what's going to happen to him? Everything, everything that's, that's promised in the word is going to happen. The wicked will not go unpunished. That is a guarantee. But here's the thing. How should we be looking at them right now? Because, you know, and I'm going to say this, you know, did Pharaoh get swallowed up by the Red Sea? Yes, he did. Did, did Haman get hung by his own gallows? Yes, he did. Did Herod get eaten to death by worms? Yes, he did. There, there are a lot of instances where wicked men were punished, were destroyed. But is that how we should be looking at people that we would consider our enemies now? And I'm going to ask you this question. Let me, I'm just going to ask you this. Let's just say that Trudeau would step down, which I doubt he will. I seriously doubt he will. I think, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think he will, personally. But let's just say he did. Who would take over? Because the, he, here's, here's the issue. There is a demonic stronghold that is over this nation. And 
you know, the, 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 the Liberal Party, for example, I'm sorry if you voted for them. If you're watching me and you voted for them, I don't know why you're watching me. Um, but they've been, <laughs> they've been bought and paid for to carry out a very wicked agenda. So let's just say we got our wish and he's, he was gone. Steps down, resigns, whatever. Who's going to take over? Is the person who's going to take over going to be better than him? Or more, most likely the same as him. You know, it's funny because uh, if you talk about that, if you're looking uh, uh, to, the, to the US, for example, let's just say their president would step down. The person who takes his place is worse than he is. <laughs> like really worse. So sometimes our approach maybe, and, I, and I'm saying this for myself as well. Our approach maybe isn't quite where it should be. Now, I'm going to read another scripture. Because if we're trying to figure out, okay, um, <laughs> maybe Mel. If we're trying to figure out, well, well, how does God look at this? I want you to turn to Ezekiel chapter 18. He's a major prophet. Um, starting at verse 20. I agree. I agree, Auntie Joe. That that tends to be um that hey, listen, that's why you have to look at just a little just a little side note. You have to look at the policies of a person or of a of a party. Um you know, I actually can I can I confess something to you guys? I'm about to confess something. You ready for this? This is my big confession. In 2018 which was the last provincial election. Now, back then, I was different than I am now. Very different. But nevertheless, um, I could see why people would do this. I put my vote for the party that I had always voted for in the provincial election. I did not, I did not vote for, for Mr. Legault, just for the record. I didn't, there was something about him I didn't, I didn't like. Um, just, I don't know. Something about it, I was not convinced. Um, so I voted for the party that I always vote for. And the leader of that party is completely useless. <laughs> like, she's really, like, I don't know. She doesn't know whether she's coming or going. Sometimes she's, she says good things. And then another time she says, I... so I'm one of those people who just was like, well, um, I, I just, I just voted for, uh, <laughs> That's right, Shiba. <laughs> but you know, but again, it's like, that's my, it's my responsibility to know the platforms of the people I'm voting for and not just be like, well, yeah, I voted for them last time. I, I, I know exactly where my vote's going this time around in our upcoming provincial election. Now, I cannot wait because, boy, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> and I don't tell anybody how to vote. But we're going to, you know, um... Did she? Because, yeah, okay. Sometimes she says good things. Sometimes. But then sometimes I'm like, what are you... I'm like, you just... You might as well be Lego. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm telling you. That's what. She doesn't know whether she's coming or going. I don't know what she stands for anymore. Um, that's right, Lisa. And that's why I look at politics very different now. Because I realize that, that you know, you, you have to know what... 
if you're going to cast a vote for someone, which is important, you need to know who you're voting for. Um, but anyways, I can't wait. The, the provincial election is going to be good stuff. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. And I'm not telling you who I'm voting for. But we're going to look at um, their platforms because that's what, that's what matters. Now, let's go back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 18, starting at verse 20, halfway through verse 20. Now listen to this, because this, this is, um, when we're, like I said before, when we're talking about the prophets, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, talk about, you know, vengeance, judgment, wrath, right? That, that is, 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 tends to be the calling card of the prophets because the prophets were, God was, was letting them know you need to warn the people, warn the people that if they don't turn, if they don't repent, this is what's going to happen to them. So the, so the, the prophets were signaling, signaling the alarm. Um, is, did he really say that? His number one thing? Oh, come on. <laughs> that, is, that has to be the funniest thing I've ever seen. His number one thing was healthcare. Wow. Huh. You want to know, can I tell you why I didn't vote for him? I didn't vote for him because I thought that he was like pretending that he wasn't a separatist anymore. Or he was like trying to like make it seem like he cared about the Anglophones. I felt like it was a lie. I think it was judging by, <laughs> judging by a lot of the stuff he's done. But that was my, um, my feel about him. I felt that, like, I just felt like he was saying stuff to try and get the Anglophone vote. And, and I don't think he cares about Anglophones at all, um, which he doesn't. Um, anyways, so, but that is very interesting. Thank you for sharing, Mary. I'm glad, I am glad to, to know that. Wow. Well, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he is a separatist, so. But anyways, um, you know, it's funny because uh, in the National Assembly, I think last week or something like that, the, the, the PQ party was, uh, was saying that they need to stop the, just stop the, you know, stop what's going on. But anyways, who knows? I don't know who's saying the truth or who's not. You got to be very careful. Uh, politicians are, they want votes. Uh, they'll do what they need to do to get their votes. So just anyways, take everything with a grain of salt, right? <laughs> the referendum. Remember the referendum in the mid-90s? Good times. All I remember is my school was closed because they were doing the vote there. So that was a great day. Okay, Ezekiel 18. <laughs> uh, halfway through verse 20. The, the righteousness of the righteous man will be credited to him. And the wickedness of the wicked will be charged against him. Exactly. The wickedness of the wicked will be charged against him. Because I want to make something very clear as I go through this broadcast. There is, we, be confident in knowing this. The vengeance belongs to the Lord. There will, judgment, what have we just been learning in the book of Revelation? God is, is there will be a time where God is going to pour out his wrath and pour out his judgment. We're not there yet though. We're not there yet. Listen to verse 21. 
But if a wicked man turns away from all the sins he has committed and keeps all my decrees and does what is just and right, he will surely live. He will not die. None of the offenses he has committed will be remembered against him. You know, that's, that's interesting because this is Ezekiel. This is Old Testament. Jesus had not died yet. And, and we're already seeing, um, um, I guess you could say a foreshadow in a sense of what's going to happen when Jesus comes on the scene, that our sins will no longer, once we repent, repented sins are no longer held against us, right? None of the offenses he has committed will be remembered against him because of the righteous things he has done. He will live. You know, this reminds me of a parable that Jesus taught about, about the people working in the field, that, that there was some working all day, and then there were some that came in towards the end of the day, but they got paid the same wages. And the people got, that, that had worked the whole day got upset, and they're like, hey, we've been working the whole day, and these guys just came in at the end, and they got the same amount. And the point that Jesus wanted to make is that it doesn't matter if you repent when you're five years old, or if you repent when you're 85 years old, the, you're going to go to heaven. If you repent and are saved, you're going to be in heaven. That's how God operates, right? Which is, he is a great God of mercy. <laughs> Lisa would be upset about that. Well, <laughs> that's like our, um, you know, but, and I mean, look, there's a reason why that he said that parable because that's it's a human nature thing, right? Listen to verse 23. This is key. Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord? Rather, am, am I not pleased when they turn from their ways and live? Just chew on that for a second. Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? And listen, I am preaching this to, to you and to me. Have we not been, <laughs> how can I put this? Looking for some, okay, I want to put this, okay, I'm sorry, I have to think about how to put this nicely. I don't want to say hoping, but it's like we can't wait to see the downfall of the wicked. Have some of us felt that way maybe? Maybe, maybe, maybe we've been thinking to ourselves, I can't wait until they're all taken down and they pay a price. And again, I want to be clear. If they don't repent, they will pay a price. There is no question about that. And we also know, like I said, that the vengeance belongs to the Lord. We will be vindicated. That is a guarantee. You don't have to wonder about that. It's not like... It's not like, uh, <laughs> that you're exactly Sheba. I'm going to read what Sheba said. You know, if, if someone's uh, listening later, we want justice. Our flesh wants to see them wiped out one by one. Yeah. And God is a just God. That's why, listen, that's why. Yeah, Loretta, it's true. I think we have all felt that way. I sure have. I'm telling you, this is, this is me letting you know that this is how I felt. Um, but this verse in particular, it, it convicted me, it did. Because again, this is, this is Old Testament. Jesus had not come yet. And even, even, and you could, you could argue 
that the punishment was a lot more harsh <laughs> at this point. But even now, even now, what is God saying? Do I take pleasure in the death of the wicked? Would I not rather that, or rather, am I not pleased when they turn from their ways? That's, that's God's favorite thing. When people who were once sold out to darkness now turn from their wicked ways and begin, begin to serve the Lord. That is God's greatest pleasure. He loves that. Let me continue because I'm, man, it's already 630. <laughs> Verse 24, but if a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits sin and does the same detestable things the wicked man does, will he live? None of the righteous things he has done will be remembered. Because of the unfaithfulness he is guilty of, because of the sins he has committed, he will die. So it goes both ways. If you were once righteous and you turn from those ways and become wicked, there's a penalty for that too. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear, O house of Israel, is my way unjust? Is it not your ways that are unjust? That's kind of a rebuke. If a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits sin, he will die for it. Because of the sin he has committed, he will die. But if a wicked man turns from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he will save his life because he considers all the offenses he has committed and turns away from them. He will surely live. He will not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is not just. Are my ways unjust or is it not your ways that are unjust? When something's repeated, you know God means business. Therefore, O house of Israel, I will judge you, each one according to his ways, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent. Turn from, your, turn from all your offenses. Then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord. Repent and live. That is a powerful scripture. I take no pleasure in the death of anyone. Repent and live. In case you were wondering about the word for today, the word for today is repent. Now I have three things that I want to address tonight about how we should be praying. And listen, and again, and I read, you know, that scripture in Psalm, you know, there about, you know, a request for cutting off the arm of the wicked. I understand um, you know, that, that, that wickedness cannot go unpunished. It won't go unpunished. But as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, like I read in that first scripture in Luke, when it said, pray for, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. That's not easy to do. You know, that, that, that is not easy to do, especially now. Because we know that we're being mistreated. We know that. We know that there is, 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 Evil is running, running rampant. So how are we to handle it? Number one, pray against evil and wickedness. Listen, when you're praying, um, don't shout out somebody's name and say, Lord, cut them off. Destroy every last one of them. <laughs> pray against the wickedness that they are carrying out. 
Because just as Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They were doing all of those people. Don't you know, don't you remember in the story uh, um, when Pilate said, do you want to free Jesus or free Barabbas? And they're all yelling free Barabbas. Those people, they were uh, overtaken by, by by wickedness and evil. They were being overtaken by that. Right? Auntie Joe, thank you. You said exactly what I was going to say later. Pray and leave them to God. It's not up to us. Listen, are some of them going to be like Pharaoh? That their hearts are hardened and they'll never repent? Yeah, but that's not up to us to decide. That's not up to us to decide. We need to, 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 to begin to pray in a direction of, Lord, Bring down the wicked, demonic stronghold. That's number two. Pray against demonic oppression. Because these people that are in charge, I I want people in charge who are righteous. What does the Bible say? Righteousness exalts a nation. So you know what? They will pay a price if they don't repent. We know that. We're assured of that from Scripture. But that's not up to us to decide what's going to happen. It's up to us to pray. So what's number three? Pray for the people in leadership to repent and be saved. So that once again, righteousness can exalt this nation. I want to read another scripture found in the book of Nehemiah. You know, something interesting happened in the book of Nehemiah. There was a revival that took place. There, there, there's, um, there was a revival that came when the people realized that they, the sins they were committing. And when they turned and repented from their sins, a revival came in and swept that nation. And so as much as there are people in charge that we don't want to see in charge, and I don't want to see them in charge because they are wicked people, I want to see righteousness again exalted in this nation. Sure, it would be easiest if, if, if Trudeau can walk out and someone righteous can walk in. That would be great. But again, that, that is, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know if anyone's righteous on, on, on the Liberal Party right now. There might be, I don't know. <laughs> um, so rather, direct your prayers towards seen a, a change in this nation spiritually because the the problem is spiritual there is a there is a demonic oppression that is 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 has descended on this nation there are people um um there are people that that uh, you know the, the agenda is wicked and the people are following that agenda So the solution is we got to break that agenda because Trudeau can go out and then who's the, who's the deputy minister? She's just, she's worse. Is it, is it Freeland? I, I could be wrong. Whoever it is, she's not any better than he is because it's gonna be the exact same agenda. So we need to pray. I, I would say you could look at it in two ways to see the people in charge now repent or to see somebody, another party come in who, who actually is committed to righteousness 
and not committed to that demonic agenda that is trying to destroy this nation. Because that is what, uh, um, that is the problem. So in Nehemiah, the people realized, hey, we're, we're, we're wrong here. Let me read. Yeah, Sheba, you're exactly right. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, how many times would you read, uh, this king was succeeded by his son. He was even more, he did even more detestable things in the eyes of the Lord. That's exactly what it would be. So the change has to come from a spiritual change. There needs to be a transformation of this nation because that's the only way. Because if, if the liberals are sold out to the, to that agenda, how do you know someone else isn't? How do you know the other party that, that, that you might think is better? Maybe they're bought off as well. And if they're not now, maybe they will be. So the solution isn't always to constantly be like, oh, oh, um, you know, once that guy's out, everything's going to be better. Like, like Sheba pointed out, that usually isn't what, what happened. What made a change is when someone came into power who was righteous. Okay? Nehemiah chapter 9. What did I say start from? Verse 1. That's right, Ange. We can't... Man is... I know it's tempting... And I don't mean anything by this. I'm just saying it. You see somebody decide they're going to run for leadership and you get excited. Oh, this is our solution. It would be great if a different political party was in charge. But it's got to be a party who is actually committed to the things of the Lord. Or it'll be more of the same. You know, you could... Okay, I... I don't really want to get into to American politics because I don't know enough about it. I don't like to talk about things I don't know a lot about, but I do know. Um, you know, what did you see in the White House in the previous administration? You saw prayer. You saw, I mean, I've never seen that before. Where you have like Christian leaders from all over the place coming to the White House to pray. Now, obviously not this administration, the one that was right before it. And, and things were different in the nation. Think when there is, again, righteousness exalts a nation. Like I said, the previous administration. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 1. On the 24th day of the same month, the Israelites gathered together, fasting and wearing sackcloth and having dust on their heads. Those of Israelite descent had separated themselves from all foreigners. They stood in their places and confessed their sins and the wickedness of their fathers. They stood where they were and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a quarter of the day and spent another quarter in confession and in worshiping the Lord their God. That That is amazing. Because obviously I, I'm... I'm, I'm you know, I'm skipping over a lot of stuff, but Ezra stood up and he read the law. And when the people heard, because, because basically there was so much, as the generations went by, there was so much wickedness. The, the law of God was just, it was gone. Nobody knew it. It was never read anymore. No one had any idea. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Because the devil, the devil, he wants it. Okay. Okay. 
And again, I'm just, picture this. <laughs> Trudeau resigns. The devil's going to be like, oh, well, he's out. No more. I guess I better just give up. I better just tuck my red tail into my legs. No, somebody else is going to come along who is the, has the same wicked agenda as the person before him. So just replacing the person, you need to make sure that whoever would replace him is a person committed to righteousness. Well, the, well, Sheba, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of problems with our with our law system, um, but that's a that's a whole other topic. So when the Israelites found out all of that they had been doing wrong, what did they do? They were fasting, wearing sackcloth. They stood and confessed their sins and confessed uh, even for the sin, uh, the wickedness of, of the people that came before them. This was like a cleansing of all the sin and wickedness. And they stood and they read the word and they worshiped and they confessed and a revival swept over that nation. Right? So what is the, what is the answer for the wickedness in our nation? The answer is a revival. The answer is people's hearts turning from their wicked ways and turning to God. And let me tell you something. You and I are the agents of change in this nation. I understand that we're upset. I understand that it's difficult to deal with what's going on, to see the corruption and, and, and the evil that, that, that is coming from, from the heads of our, our country. It's, it's despicable and, and make no mistake, there will be a price to pay if they do not repent. But the solution to the problems of this nation is for righteousness once again to be exalted. And we are the agents of change for this nation. So I know, I know we're mad. I understand that. I understand <laughs> the person in charge of this province. He is doing wicked things because I know what the plan is. I know what the agenda is. I can tell you all about it another time. I know what they want to see happen, but I also know what will be responsible for turning it all around. And that is a return to, to, to you know, like the Bible says, a return to our first love, a return to, to remembering, hey, who's in charge here? Who, 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 is, who is the one that has the power? Because the only thing that can overcome the evil in this world is that transformation power of the blood of Christ. That's right, Lynn. We should be angry. We, 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 please do not, don't be someone who's be like, well, I'm not mad at anything. You know, we just all love each other and, you know, whatever happens, happens. No, no, no. We need to, you, we need to, that's why we're standing. That's why we're fighting. That's why we're pushing back. That's why we're doing all those things. We're doing all these things because we don't accept evil and oppression and wickedness. But that's one part of it. But the part that is going to turn things around is a return. What, what, what does it say? Um, what does it say in, in Chronicles? If my people 
humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. So, so friends, I encourage you today that maybe before, and I, I was doing the same thing, praying against these people, but we need to pray against wickedness and pray for our leaders to turn and repent. And if they refuse, that they be replaced with people who, who respect God and fear his name. Because when if we want to see a change in this nation, it, it is going to come from the hand of the Lord. And that's why we're still here. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why am I here? What is the point? Why bother? I'll tell you why. Because you have been planted here. You have been planted here to be the agent of change in this nation. To call on men and women to repent. And to turn from their wicked ways. And to let them know we have the solution. And the solution is Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these that are watching. I thank you that they faithfully take the time out of their schedule to go to the word and to learn and, and, and to have their faith be built up. Father, I thank you. I thank you for how you have been protecting us, for how you have been preserving us, for how your favor has descended upon us and descended upon our church. Lord, I pray that we would never forget why we, why we are here why we have been placed here, why, why our foundation is here, because we are agents of change in this nation, to once again see righteousness rule in this nation. Even in our anthem it says, God, keep our land. Why is that there? Because there was once a time where the people believed that God is in charge of this land. And I pray that we would get there again, that we would see a time where righteousness exalts this nation. That we would no longer see wickedness run rampant in the streets. But that we would see, just like in Nehemiah's day, a time of confession. A time of worship. A time of, of, of looking to your law to be our guide and to be our strength. Father, I, I pray against the evil agenda that, that has permeated this place. That the, there are people who are carrying out wicked plans of the enemy. And I pray that they are turned back. I pray that those plans are reversed. I pray that as just as we've seen a lot of different things. The tax was turned away. The, 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 the special curfew was turned away. All of these things were turned back and turned away. And I pray that that continues. I pray that we continue to see more and more wickedness be turned back and righteousness be brought forward. Father, I pray that once again, you will rule over this nation. And I thank you that you have given us the responsibility to be the restrainer of the wickedness and the restrainer of the evil one. That's why we're here. That's why you haven't taken us yet. Because our job is not yet done. Because you would rather that wicked men repent than to see them perish. That you would want that all men would come to, to repentance and spend eternity with you in heaven. And I pray that we're able to take them there. So Father, I pray. 
I pray for every single person that is in leadership of this country. I pray that you would arrest their hearts and arrest their spirits, their hardened hearts. I pray that you would turn those hearts, that they would, like it says in Ezekiel, repent and live. Because that's what you want. That is your will. That everyone should turn. That none should perish. But all would come to repentance. Father, I thank you that things are changing. I thank you for the, for the brave people that have made a decision. I am going to stand up for what's right. I thank you how we have been standing for what's right. I thank you that, that you, you've been with us and provided for us and protected us. And I pray that you also protect those who are, are, are risking a lot to take a stand, to do what's right. I thank you for them. Father, I thank you in advance for some great things, great news, and a great turnaround that is about to, to, to come. Because we've already seen it. We've already seen things change. Let it not stop now. Let us push in even harder. Don't, listen, just because you hear a good thing here and there, you don't stop. You don't stop because the devil is not going to stop. He wants to destroy everyone. So that's why push in, press in harder, uh, 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 pray harder, fast harder. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're, 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 you are true and you are just. And you are faithful to keep your word. And you are faithful to keep your promises. That's right. Fight the, help strengthen us as we fight that good fight of faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a turnaround in Jesus' name. Thank you for change in Jesus' name. Thank you for repentance in Jesus' name. Thank you for souls in Jesus' name. And I pray these things. As we all stand in agreement with our faith, I pray these things in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you that this land will not be lost, but that it will be won in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.